welcome to In My Mug episode 260 on Monday the 4th of November 2013. I am your host Stephen Layton, but I think I can get somebody to introduce us in better. Bienvenidos a In My Mug. So that was Pedro Claros, uh, the owner of the farm that we're doing the coffee on this week um, from La Choria. And uh, thank you very much, Pedro, for welcoming us in. And now I welcome him the news. So let's get this news on. It wasn't a mistake. I did say Movember. Um, and we are celebrating Movember here at Has Been. I shall be trying to grow some facial fur um, along with the rest of the team. Um, and you can too, even the girls. So this month's guest blend is to celebrate this and each pack, instead of a label, it has a little moustache, uh, each one being different, but also in the pack, you'll find a stick on moustache for your face. We would love to see some photos of your mo's. We really would, I'd love to put them here on in my mug. Um, but also, additionally to that, on every bag that we sell, uh, we're gonna do a 50p donation. Now this includes people who subscribe, we'll put the 50p in like, in fact, we're going to spend some money to Movember anyway because I think it's a really good thing to focus on kind of men's health, uh, men's physical and mental health, um, and it's a good cause. So, but yeah, this will be will be growing. Um, decaf espresso is back uh, and won't be in my mug ever, uh, but it's super popular. Uh, we've been waiting for the Meridiano decaf to come back, um, and we've had five months without having uh, the espresso. Uh, blend, decaf espresso blend, so he did his back. And talking of Colombian Meridiano decaf, the normal Meridiano is back, and I am fairly sure it's not going to be in my mug. Um, we are gonna have quite a few Colombians, um, as this month is focusing on Colombia, but we won't be having that Colombian or, or the decaf. So if you want that double pack, um, a few people did email me and ask me about that, um, and, and that's the way that's gonna be. So this ends the informative, interesting, and most Decafy, decafy news! And um, so, as I alluded to a few moments ago, this month we're focusing on Colombia, and I've selected four coffees from four different departments. Um, so let's do focus on. So the department I'm going to be focusing on this week is pretty much the daddy of all of the regions, and it's called Wheeler. Pronounced, pronounced Wheeler, but actually H-U-I-L-A. Um, it is located in the southwest of the country, um, south of uh, the capital, Bogota. And the regional capital of Wheeler is called uh, Nieve, um, which is around about an hour's flight from Bogota. Uh, the source of the Magdalena River can be found there as well, uh, where it rises through, also called the Yuma River by some people. Um, has around about that, right, get ready for this, 85,000 coffee producers, uh, 85 coffee farms, sorry, with um, 67,000 producers. Uh, most of the farms are equal, like 1.43 hectares is the standard size. There is, um, it's also a place where they don't tend to shade grow, they don't need it so much, uh, but 72% of the crops are grown in direct sunlight, uh, 12 of the crops grown in semi-shade, uh, and 16% with shade cover. The varietal mix is 74% Catora, 14% Castillo, and 11% Tipica, with 1% floating with other types of varietals. And to give you an idea of the scale of just this department of Wheeler, 
It's a little bit smaller than the uh, country of Slova uh, Slovenia. Um, and the coffee growing part takes up over 8,000 square kilometers. Um, when, if you want to compare that to anything, it's 2,000 square kilometers larger than the island of Trinidad and Tobago. So it is a big, big, big department. Um, but this coffee comes from the city, so I think it's a city, of Pitalito, which is in the south of Wheeler. Um, it's around about 180 kilometers from the Ava. I know it's 180 kilometers because I drove all the way there. Um, it's also known as the Valley of La Boyos, um, and it is the second largest city in Huila with a, a population of around about 125,000. Um, and this is one of the biggest uh, regions for coffee production in Colombia. Um, the farm is located on the very top of a mountain at 1,735 meters. Um, the farm contains 70% Catura, which is pretty much what everybody else is, is having there. It has 20% Columbia F6, which is a new planting, and it's one of these rust-resistant plantings that's been tried, which is around about 7,000 plants. And the remaining 10% is Castillo, which is uh, 2,000 plants. Um, the farm consists of eight hectares, so this is a big farm for Wheeler. Like, it's a really big farm. Um, six of them are planted with coffee, uh, and the other two house the mill uh, are, and are inaccessible mountain areas on the farm. Uh, the family don't live on the farm, they live at the very bottom um, of a uh, hill and I'm going to show you a quick video of that. It's uh, down at 14,000 metres. So this video is from 1,700 metres down to 1,400 metres above sea level. Pretty cool, isn't it? I took some amazing pictures while I was there too. And if you want to go and take a look, go take a look at the link on the screen somewhere uh, at my Flickr account at all the photos from here. The farm is owned by uh, the Claros family, uh, Pedro and his wife, Nelsie, and six children. Now I'm gonna try and get the six children's names wrong. I've been rehearsing this. I'm probably gonna get it wrong. But we've got Monica, 
Diana, Alberto, Sandra, Hermes, and Adelson. Um, and it is a proper family business. They are all working in, all pitching into the farm to make it work. It is an absolutely beautiful kind of coming together of family, and they're an amazing family too. And um, the drying patios were pretty unusual for, for me. I've not seen them before. They built a greenhouse on top of their uh, house. I'm going to show you a video of it now. And if you just look to the right, there's a lot of little slits. That's actually into the house. Um, they did this for a couple of reasons. One, they had no pa drying patios up at the farm, so it, it's better to bring it down to the house. But also, there's been a lot of crime uh, in the area when coffee prices were super high. Uh, people were stealing parchment as it was drying. Um, when it's on your house, it's a lot harder to steal. Uh, it's, I thought it was very clever uh, and pretty cool. Um, so I'm going to stop talking about the coffee now and I'm going to show you the map bit. And I know that this week's map bit is going to be a little bit special. Um, I hope that you enjoy it uh, as much as I enjoy putting it together. It's the map bit. No expense spent. It's the map bit. Hello and welcome to the map bit. There is has been towers. There is has been towers gone. And we're going across the ocean to South America, which is somewhere we haven't been for a while. Uh, I find this an incredibly interesting continent. The so number of coffee growing countries is six. Population of 387 million. Surface area 17 million square kilometers. It's big. But we're gonna look down at Colombia. So let's go and look at the info on Colombia. So its name of course is Colombia. Population of 47 million. Size 1.138 square kilometers. So four times the size of the UK. So this is the town of Pitalito, and Pitalito is the second biggest city uh, in Huila State, as I said earlier. And this is Carlos's house. Um, and we can get down to Carlos's house, so let's just kind of go down. Now, that is where he lives, and this is the valley. So, kind of the difference from the house up to the... the is around about 300 uh, metres above sea level. Um, but you can see, you can just see the farm from the house. Um, and that road was amazing. Uh, I hope you liked the video of that um, as much as I liked it. So Dal Lecoe is going to tell us about the farm. The farm is called Finca La Chaferia, uh, altitude 17.55, Katura, and nearest town Pitalito. And that was the funky, the amazing map bit. I love it when they liked it. That was pretty cool, wasn't it? Um, let's hope that Roland's daft fact is equally as cool. The volcano Nevado de Huila is the highest volcano in Colombia and located in the Huila department. Roland's Daft Fact of the Week. I'm always worried when Roland goes off script and starts talking about volcanoes instead of coffee. He doesn't really talk about anything but coffee normally. It's a bit worrying. So anyway, it is uh, time for our Wheel of Discovery. It's an interesting fact that he does come up with them in Colombia and, and the whole of Central South America has lots of volcanic activity going on um, and, and it's constantly uh, an issue. So last week we had training room, so training room comes off, we have cupping going on, it's definitely turning into a wheel of death now isn't it? It's, uh, it's not looking good. But again the bagging area, okay so wheel of discovery takes us to the bagging area, that's going to be fun because there's lots of people downstairs.
Okay, let's do this. So we're leaving the studio, going through the training room that we did last week. Chris is getting ready to make the shots for me over there, look. And we're gonna go downstairs. I'm still here, look, I am here. And we're going down the stairs. Down, 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 down. So what is the bagging area? Well, bagging area is obviously where all the coffee gets bagged up and put together. And um, today we've got Sarah and Nicola in the bagging area. Say hello, Sarah and Nicola. And that's the bagging area. So that was the Wheel of Discovery. Okay, so I am back. Um, I will dive straight into the espresso. Give it a little stir. We like stirring espressos up. And now you can smell that this is floral. Like it really does have a smell of florality on the espresso. And there's a bitey acidity. It's bitey. It's sharp. It's green apple. It's tart. It's almost cooking apple. But then it goes into this beautiful sweetness that's creamy. It's like this is just one of the the most delicious espressos I've had in a long time. It's just caught me completely off guard because I've had this a couple of times, but that was absolutely bang on the money. It is sweet, it is creamy. There's a little bit of like a black tea note to it as well, which I really like, I really, really like. Time for snozzer in the bowl. So we get the snozzer in the bowl and the florality that I could smell in the espresso is in the grinds as well. It really is something quite special. Um, so we should go to the cappuccino. Oh, that espresso is still there. Still carrying on. Carries on being super sweet as well. Really nice. So let's check. There's something definitely wrong with me. I'm certainly like my old age is not working with me because I had a real thing about milk for you know if you watch these I'm kind of like that ain't now that that's really nice what I'm getting is the creaminess of, and the sweetness of the coffee coming together but that florality again is kicking through you get these floral tones that you just make it really interesting um, and it's in no way hiding behind there either which is really really good um, I'm going to abort this and pour some coffee out and I would suggest that you don't do this but I need to get this out so I'm drinking from my Sunderland mug which is from 2008 where Sunderland won Newcastle beat Newcastle 2-1 at home and I just can't think when that might have happened recently I was there at the game on Sunday where Sunderland beat Newcastle 2-1 and had an absolutely fantastic day, fantastic weekend with my son, um, really good, good fun up in Sunderland, but yeah, I'm celebrating with my Sunderland mug from 2008, I keep all these by the way, I'm not, it's not just this mug, I keep any mug, I have a very big collection. So in the brood... I think the florality is definitely there again, and I keep saying florality, I mean these floral tones just keep coming through. But what I get more than anything in the brewed coffee is like this tea-like quality, it's very delicate. Um, it, it's super like, super delicate. But then on the aftertaste, the sweetness comes through again. And it's like a chocolatey, creamy sweetness, and it just 
carries on. Some coffees kind of go and drop off or they go down or they go, this is just like on and on and on and it's delicious. Um, it really is an amazing, amazing coffee and I hope you have a chance to enjoy it too. Um, we should now go to our screen grab of the week and this screen grab was very kindly sent in by Sally, Sally Roodhouse, who is a big time supporter and big friend of In My Mug and big friend of Has Been. Um, Sally, if you drop us an email uh, with your size and your address in the week that In My Mug is out, you will get your In My Mug t-shirt, the t-shirt that money cannot buy um, and, and uh, yeah, we will get that sent off to you. So here's Sally's screen grab of the week. There we go, Sally. I like that. I, I kind of like the way that you put a little bit of extra work into making it look good too. So thank you very much. Do drop us an email for your praise. Uh, thank you very much, everybody, for watching. Hope you've enjoyed the map bit. Hope you've enjoyed the little road down from the farm. Um, hope you've enjoyed the coffee. Hope you've enjoyed it in my mug. And do remember, life is definitely too short for bad coffee.